All right. Everybody's drinks locked and loaded. Everybody ready to go? Yes, sir. All right. Welcome on in to episode 37 of When Worlds Clyde. Today is March 16th. Got Fishy doing a little uh, satellite stream for us this week. You look good, though, buddy. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Is that your give it a solid seven? Is that your gaming headset you have on as well? Oh yeah, big time. Swagger. Yes, sir. Um, speaking of swagger, dude, you got a shout out on the TikTok uh earlier today. Somebody was saying how they loved your shirt in the the TikTok that was posted earlier. Oh hell yeah! There we go. It might have been buyer, and I was just like, well, it makes sense because fish is literally the epitome of swag. Oh yeah, yeah, I got the drip. <laughs> oh, so much drip. As I say that as I'm just wearing a regular black hoodie right now. <laughs> you'd see you'd be amazed at the amount of plumbers that are chasing fish down because it's just a constant drip. Oh wow. Alright. Pretty bad. Uh, I gotta go. This is I don't know. No, not doing it. <laughs> I mean that's pretty brutal, right? Dude, that was that was bad. That was that was definitely bad. You know, you win some, you lose some. We're we're functioning at sixty percent, so. Oh yeah. But hey, um, Carl. Yeah. How do we start these things? I I I think you know how we start these things. Would you do yeah, the honors, so, my too. friend? Yes, sir. Everyone, cheers. Oh, well, cracky poo. Appreciate the 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 crack being provided, my guy. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, not that good. What what flavor of visit you got there? Uh, pineapple mango. Pineapple mango, no, no bueno though, huh? No, dude, I just hate seltzers now. I just don't like them. Give me beer, G and T's, whiskey. Fair enough. That's all I need. Yeah, I mean the absolute on the rocks, not ideal. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Definitely not ideal. All right, my guy, let's get into our gaming question of the day. Um, oh yeah. So if you were a video. If you were in a video game, what kind of character would you be? Would you, do you see yourself as the main character, the villain, or just like some sort of NPC within the world? This is an interesting question. I like this. Yeah, so um, I was like thinking it from the perspective of Free Guys. If you've never seen that movie with Ryan Reynolds, he basically becomes the main character, but he starts off as an NPC, like in a video game. So like if I was in a video game, I probably would be an NPC, but I would also be like kind of like a trolley NPC. And then some somewhere down the line, you like maybe like Avenger style, like I get my own franchise and I start becoming the main character later on. But yeah, I'll definitely start off as an NPC. Started from the bomb, now we're here, right? That kind of <laughs> that kind of vibe. Yeah, that's my origin story. Yeah, nobody knows me, and then everyone does. <laughs> I think I like to be the villain. I, I would, yeah, like, I would play it off like as like a good dude and stuff. Like nobody would see it coming, and then I'd be have this whole like operation going behind the scenes. Ooh, getting covert with it, huh? Yeah. So like in our, I by the way, I did see free guy, free guy, love it. Good movie. Yeah. Oh big, yeah. That big fan. So if you guys haven't seen it, definitely give that a look. But so here we go. In our in our universe, right? You're just gonna be the NPC that I like frame everything on, right? And then you can be oh, no. and then you could transform into the hero that takes me down. 
That's not a bad start. I like it. Right? <laughs> so our little game Damn. universe of One World's Clyde, that's where we that's where we can go with it. What do you think? Uh dude, we could run with it. We'll call it Streamer World. Streamer you'll World. you'll be a, yeah, you'll be like the, the anti hero slash villain. And then you lay all your shit on me, and then I get fed up, and then I start building myself up, and then I become the hero and take you down eventually. We can do just like a GTA like role play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, just, just there like, you go. Yeah, just make like a cinematic cut of it. <laughs> Speak, uh, speaking of GTA, did you see they're releasing the game again? Like this GTA Five. How many times has that game been released now? Four. I think this is literally the fourth time it's been released. Maybe as many times as Skyrim's been released. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely wild, man. What is it, like their next-gen version of it this time around? Yeah, it's got like the next-gen upgrades. And i seen somebody tweeting, they're like, uh, on the next-gen, loads up like 20 times faster than last-gen. And somebody Whoa. was just like, and somebody was just like, well, no shit, dude. Like, it should. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like yeah, no. Like they're uh, 100% right with that one. Right. Yeah, that's like not really saying much though because I don't even care for GTA 5 that much. Like it's just whatever at this point. Dude, I I got to go back to this comment real quick because <laughs> it's got me geeking over here. Polsky Polsky goes in that scenario, I'm the guy if you keep me alive your game is easier, if you kill me the game is harder. I like that a lot. Oh. I like that a lot. <laughs> Dude, sounds like he's from a uh, Dark Souls franchise. Right, yeah. <laughs> I actually love that. Um, well, thanks for that, Polsky. Well, how about we hop in, into the gaming news, man? What would you like to start with first? Yeah, so um, earlier today, actually, um, Xbox uh, had a indie game showcase. And uh, I didn't get to watch the thing, but, uh, you know, like I saw like the highlights and everything from it. But there is a very strong lineup of indie games coming out soon for Game Pass users. And it makes me very hyped to see these all these indie games, because some of them like look like triple A studio games. Well, one of which released today, correct or no? Yeah, wasn't it? um, It was Tunic, right? I I believe Tunic launched today and I've been. So I, I do listen to some other podcasts as well, one of them being Podcast Unlocked, and they were talking about yeah. their kind of hype and anticipation for Tunic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw that, at, uh, I think they showcased that at E3, like with their first trailer and everything. Like, that game looked really good. I was getting, like, Legend of Zelda vibes from it, but you're playing, like, as a fox, and it's just, like, kind of like a top-down RPG-type game. So that looks really interesting, but they like announced like a whole plethora of indie games. I tried watching most of the trailers and everything, but uh, there's just like a lot of a lot of games coming to Game Pass. So that's just like the big news for it. Yeah, man, I, I actually need to go back and watch this event because I'm all about like all kinds of different games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't get to play them as much anymore, you know, just doing streaming and stuff and staying a little bit more organized as far as like the genres. But Indie games are something I've always like really enjoyed dabbling with. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But like on the note of Game Pass, the other Game Pass game that I saw that just like got on the Game Pass this month, I need to try is Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if you had to try had a chance to boot that that one up yet, or if you plan to or not. 
I definitely want to play it, um, but right now I am all in on Elden Ring. I have to beat that game at the at this point because I put so many hours into it. Yeah. But I definitely want to play Guardians of the Galaxy because I've heard nothing but good news from it. It got really good reviews, and um, I heard just like the story, and it's just like funny. It's just like all good. So that's definitely next on the list for games I want to play. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Like I would. I don't know if they gave it like a a length of its time on Game Pass, but that's one I definitely want to hit before it's off of Game Pass. Because I the same yeah. thing I I remember Critical Dread actually was was streaming it and I was watching it. It looked like a really fun game, but at the time it was just like I don't think I want to blow sixty on this. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. gonna cross my fingers and hope that it comes to Game Pass and I lucked out. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I I am literally in the mindset right now. I'm just like, why buy video games at full price now? Because they will just eventually come to Game Pass, excluding from software games. Because that's like the only company that I know that will never be on Game Pass. But like, I literally, I think I bought like two games in the past year. And literally like three months later, they were on Game Pass. I was just like, damn it, bro. One of them was the... Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like the remake of it, paid sixty dollars for that. Now it's on Game Pass, and then the other one was Death's Door, which is kind of like Tunic in a way. And uh, I only paid five bucks for that game, but then literally, I think like not even a month later, I saw it on Game Pass as well. So I was just like, "Damn it, man! Like I gotta stop spending money." I know, I know. Uh, Vinny fell into that trap a couple of times with a few games. So like, he's on the same same boat. Like, if you wait a few yeah. months, like. There's a decent chance it might end up on Game Pass, except for like games like you're talking, like the Souls games, um, yeah, and things like that. But, games um, with like legit, like long-standing value won't won't be on Game Pass because they just hold their value. Well, and dude, the other thing is, is like, aside from Halo, fucking Halo, there hasn't been like <laughs> there hasn't been a content drought at all, man. We've had so many good games being released over like the last few months. So maybe Dude, you're telling me, oh my god! So maybe like when the summer comes around, it'll be a little drier, you know, and uh, you know, maybe explore some of these other Game Pass titles, or maybe like actually spend some money on a game. But for the time being, there's just so much play. Like, there's no really need to like buy a new game right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm whole wholeheartedly with you with the like we're just there's a plethora of content out right now and it's it's gonna take some time to get through all of that. Like I wouldn't be surprised like if we have all these games to play all the way until like the November months when we get like all those other big, you know, like video game title drops. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um and even Undead just had mentioned that he downloaded uh Guardians of the Galaxy from Game Pass as well. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we're not alone in our hype of being able to play a game on Game Pass, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, and he also mentioned Deathloop. Well, that was the PlayStation exclusive, wasn't it? The uh, it was like a kind of looked like I want to say almost Bioshocky, but uh, it was like kind of like a, a mystery Bioshock type game. If that's coming to the Game Pass too, that's actually nutty because that. I know that was like a heavily advertised PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with that game, but like you said, that would be a big dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game also got really good reviews. The voice acting in it was like phenomenal. Oh yeah, man. Um, so outside of this indie game showcase, what else we got? 
So one thing that I saw that was just like, I was just like, what the hell? Um, Ubisoft is apparently inviting like uh, a certain number of players to test its pirate game, Skull and Bones. Wait, and that's, that's not dead? Right? That's what I said, too, when I read the article. I was like, I thought that game died like years ago, but apparently yeah, I thought, it's I still up CF and running. Thieves, like, like built a custom grave for it. <laughs> they basically did, but no, yeah, like Ubisoft is still going at this game. I mean, like it was literally announced back in what, like 2017? And uh, we just never heard anything from it other than the game got delayed and delayed and delayed. And then I thought that Ubisoft just dropped it altogether and the game was dead. But no, they they're still developing the game. And uh, right now they're actually getting like people to fully test it. So they get like, you know, like data and just like make sure the game runs well and everything. So potentially this game might come out later this year, if not early 2023. And huh. uh, yeah, and uh, I I don't know. Do you think this game will be as popular as Sea of Thieves or no? I I think it's going to be pretty hard to be as popular as Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves started yeah. out really slow, but dude, it, it like it's it's an amazing game. Like it appeals to so many different types of gamers like the casual gamer can just go on there enjoy the scenery you know like do a couple quests and then you got a couple like sweat balls like us that just like to dunk everybody and steal shit oh yeah appeals to such a wide audience and like once the content was like added to the game it's just like such a well-rounded game Um, right and the state that it's in now it'd be hard to say that skull and bones could pass that i would say yeah, when I I was really excited for that game when I first saw the trailer for it because I think they're like piggybacking off of uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was right. so fun. And when I saw like the trailer for it, like it was just like a pure ship combat made by Ubisoft. I was just like, hell yeah, I'm all in for this. It's gonna be so sick. And then that's when we heard all the unfortunate news surrounding the game. But, you know, if it's successful, I mean, like, if the game's, like, fully developed at this point, um, I'm all for it. I'll definitely play it when it comes out. But the other thing, though, like, I'm not paying $60 for a pirate game when I have CFPs on Game Pass. Yeah, that is true. I mean, you you always got to question, like, how much content this game will have. Uh, with all the stuff surrounding it, you know, like because the game got delayed so much, how much actual content is in the game? Like, is it just like you load? I know there's probably going to be multiplayer because like there has to be Um, like, is it just going to be straightforward, just like ship combat the whole time? And like that, it gets boring after a while. And like, is there going to be like a story mode, a campaign? There's just so many questions surrounding the game. So it's just like a big what if at this point. Yeah, and like I think ultimately what it comes down to for me is okay, if I want to be a pirate, I'll just load up Sea of Thieves for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know I want to be mean, a pirate, man? I'm just gonna go to Sea of Thieves. I'm gonna go sail the seas with Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um Oh, what else, man? What else we got? Didn't we have some PUBG mobile news actually? They're doing a crossover event with Warframe. How do how the hell did that happen? 
Oh, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I literally have no idea how this crossover event happened, but you know, I'm kind of all for it. I love. I played a lot of Warframe back in the day on PC, and that game's super fun. I just can't fathom like how they came together. I mean, the only thing I guess they have in common is that they're both free to play games. That's like the only connection I can make with them. But like one of them's a like first person, third person BR shooter game, and the other's a sci fi grindy RPG S game. So like the crossover is just completely uh, whatever an anomaly to me. But it, it's cool. I mean, like we got to see what cosmetics they have. So I mean, if it looks cool, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. But this is Gabby one of the weirdest crossovers I can remember. But probably not. I mean, Fortnite has some weird crossovers, so I think they take the cake on that one. Yeah, but kind of Fortnite's been just become an outlet for like people that advertise like lightweight. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> right, yeah. So, so, like at first, like maybe, but at this point, it's like Fortnite literally just does whatever the hell they want. Very true. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do whatever they want. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I would play PUBG Mobile, mostly because I have an Xbox and a PC, so I don't have a reason to play a mobile game. But, um, you know, if they keep doing crossover events like that, I know that they'll play, like pull in a bigger player base from around the world. I know overseas, like, the mobile gaming market is absolutely huge, so this is definitely a big W for them. I know, I gotta just, like bear down and buy one of the uh, backbones from my phone so I can just start smacking people on mobile games. Oh my god, you're going to be a sweaty mobile player now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that's what I gotta do, man. Oh maybe, my god. Maybe that's my calling. I'll just turn to mobile gaming. Hey, potentially. Can't hurt to try. Um, oh. So we did have some potentially bad news uh, for the upcoming Perfect Dark game. Which oh, I was yeah. really, really amped about. So I hope this doesn't like lead to any setbacks. But um, what is he like the head of the initiative, which is the people developing Perfect Dark left? Is that what it was, or what was it exactly? Um, so there's just like been some bad news surrounding, you know, like Microsoft's uh, first person studio, the initiative. Um. The game director, Dan Neoberger, Neuberger, uh, he left the company uh, and he was working there for four years. And on top of that, uh, we've heard that like over 30 plus employees have left the studio due to like slow development progress and a lack of creative autonomy, which is a pretty blanket term. I'm not really sure what that means, but there's just been a whole bunch of senior staff leaving and like a lot of employees have been leaving the studio. Just it's just been I wouldn't say it's like a shit show, but, you know, it's not news you want to hear for Microsoft's, you know, like brand new studio for their, uh, you know, like reboot of a classic game, you know. So, I mean, I have no idea when this game will come out. It probably will be delayed by a couple more years after hearing this. So, I, I have no idea what to make of this news. Did you play any of the old Perfect Dark games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played the... Wasn't it like the first one on 360 or something? It was, it's it, been a while. It might... Yeah, I think it was 360. I don't think it dates all the way back to OG Xbox. Yeah, I was but trying I to... I could be like, wrong. Remember. I think it is 360. 
I um, want to say 360. That sounds right, but I'm not sure exactly. You know where I actually played uh, Perfect Dark for the first time was on the Rare Replay. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I think that's where I played it too. It had uh, it had Half Life, it had Portal, it had Team Fortress Two on it, dude. The Rare Replay was sick. I don't know if it, the Rare Replay actually had those games on it in particular. I think. Oh, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm thinking of the you're, orange. Yeah, the thinking, orange box. Yeah, you're thinking orange box. The Rare Replay actually had um, like Banjo Kazooie. That's right, that's right. Um, I'm stupid. 60%. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Like, those different games. There's, like, 30 rare games that, um, from, like, back in the OG Xbox days that they put onto one disc. I, that was actually where I played Perfect Dark for the first time. I was like, oh, this is cool, man. Like, I, it'd be cool if they brought something like this back. And then when they announced this, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah, you know? Um, I so literally this is thought, kind of a huge like, bummer. no. Right. I, no pun intended, but I thought that was the perfect reboot for them to do on xbox's platform uh but yeah. yeah i'm with you there too it's just you don't want to hear this news with like senior staff members leaving a brand new studio over development of a game so it's just it sucks to hear i really hope this game uh you know like it like hits the ball out of the park or whatever the term is but <laughs> yeah yeah i can't think today it's just my brain's not working 60 percent. yeah right <laughs> Hey, no, I, I got you, bro. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Especially with, like, like a classic title like that. You know, the other one I want to see brought back um, would be Splinter Saw. I know Ryan McCaffrey is constantly preaching for a Splinter Saw reboot. Dude, I, that was so fun. I love that game. There's been rumors and speculation here and there. You know, like, they, they dropped them into, uh, was it Ghost Recon? Wildlands yeah. with a mission, so he's been, yeah. he's been popping up here and there, but they still have yet to like announce. I mean, that would be a huge like mic drop if somehow they brought that to E three this year. Right? Didn't they come out with a teaser trailer for it not too long ago? I swear I saw a trailer for it. You know, I'm not sure. I I think they are. It's Ubisoft, right? Am I am I wrong on that? Ubisoft with Splinter Cell. Um, I want to. I think like for some. I, for some reason, I feel like Xbox owns Splinter Cell, but like Ubisoft might have had something to do with it. I'm not even sure to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's literally been like over a decade since we've like so played that long, game. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> literally like a lifetime. But I think the I'm last, pretty. Sh- I was gonna say, I, think the, I was. I think the last Splinter Cell I played was Splinter Cell Conviction, and that came out like in high school. Yeah, so yeah. that was like 2011, 2012. They might have had one after that, but it's been a long time, man. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if I played it on the PS2 or Xbox 360 or what, but like it's definitely been a while since I've seen a Splinter Cell game. I just all I remember from that franchise was uh, the multiplayer. And, dude, the multiplayer was so fun. Like, you literally had, like, the spies versus the soldiers. And, like, the splinter cells could, like, go through, like, the vents and had, like, uh, night vision goggles and, like, the silence pistols. And they had to, like, take out the guards or, like, take out, like, the other team without, like, getting noticed and doing an objective. And, like, the soldiers, they couldn't do, like, all the maneuverability, but they had, like, higher firepower and, like, more armor and stuff. That that multiplayer is just so fun to me when I was a kid. That's like the, all I remember from that game. 
Yeah, man, that was like the first game where I kind of played like as a shooter, but like you're like you got the spy like sneaky vibe. Right, right, yeah. That's so why I, it was so fun. I just remember like always shooting the lights out, going night vision, assassinating people, throwing them out windows and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like you could actually be like on the windowsill, right, and peek in and like grab somebody and throw them out. And then somebody's like, Dude. oh, what, what the fuck happened? And then they would come over to the window and be like, yeah, bitch, you're next. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that game was, uh, uh, I wouldn't say ahead of its time, but like it had some really good mechanics back in the day. Like That's what made it so fun and iconic for so many people. Um, Splinter Cell Conviction was the one I was talking about in particular, but we were just saying in general because um, of perfect dark kind of going under some turmoil we were talking about splinter cell being another title that we like to see come back um but yeah man um undead had actually mentioned too he, he would prefer somebody else make the game just because he's he's saying that ubisoft has just tanked almost every tom clancy title it seems at this point that um ubisoft they can do one thing and that's about it and it's just like an open world sandbox it seems like almost copy and paste from like the different Tom Clancy titles, the Far Cry, you know, yeah. like, it just, and like, I will say this, like I was talking with Walker and he loved the new Far Cry and I've heard good things about the new one, but like before that, like five new dawn four, I they didn't do anything for me. Primal, you know, I, mm -hmm. like yeah, Far yeah, Cry yeah. three was amazing. I heard the new one's good. And then, like, the Tom Clancy games, like Undead was saying, I haven't been impressed with them. Like, Wildlands was fun for about 20 hours, and then when you do the same mission over and over and over and over and over and over... And over again, yep. <laughs> it, it, it gets pretty boring when you don't have different objectives. So I didn't even bother buying the Tom Clancy game after that. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. After I, Wildlands. They're, yeah, their problem with their games is that they're all live service games, right? And um, they don't have... A lot like they have content but like it was what you're saying most of the stuff you do is just repetitive you know like quests just in a different area and that's why like i i got turned away from the far cry games because of that i loved far cry 3 but after that i was just like bro i don't want to go to like the same outpost clear out the same soldiers like 40 times in a row and then go like hunt animals for whatever rewards and stuff like that. Like it's cool. Like the first couple times, well, it's like what you said, it's just, it gets boring after a while. And because they're live service, they withhold content for, you know, like later on. And then it's plagued with microtransactions. You get all these damn skins for all this bullshit. And it's just, it just like gets tedious and just boring after a while. So I'm, I'm basically out for those kinds of games. I'm not really a big fan of sandbox. I love RPG games, but sandbox, it's not really my deal. Well, I mean, sand, sandbox done right, you know, it can be great. Halo is an example of that. Mm -hmm. um even though we've i'm not going to go into it because we've talked about it there's complete lack of content i'll leave it there <laughs> we'll move forward but um one of the things Delta said um you know ubisoft kind of treats their series as cash cows they have decent decent ips but it, inevitably they're just kind of whipping them out to get their get their dollar um and one of the stories i actually wanted to bring up real briefly um before we head into the sports also we have a chug to do we'll do that in intermission um, before we hop oh, into baby. sports. Um, but one of the things I want to bring up is Call of Duty breaking their cycle. So after this year's oh, Call yeah. of Duty, they're taking a, a year off in between the next game. Um, 
So we, we talk about these studios all the time, right? They're just, they just keep milking the cow, right? Oh yeah. Every year. I'm glad to see Call of Duty finally take a step back. I don't know if this has anything to do with the Microsoft acquisition of them or not. I think this is a good move for Call of Duty to take a step back and really polish a game. And I hope they come back strong. Yeah, I'm with you there, but you know, it's because because it's Call of Duty franchise, I got to shit on them. So, I don't think a year off is going to change anything. I think they just did that as a PR stunt to like make it seem like their games are going to be better. Uh, but I know in reality that it's literally just going to be the same IP reskin for something else. The multiplayer is just going to be always, it's still going to be play, plagued with bugs, maybe a little bit less bugs and glitches this time around, but you know, we have no idea. So I, I don't, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I, I do not care for the next call of duty, nor do I care that the next one will be delayed in hopes that it will be polished, you know, quote unquote hopes. Yeah. I, See, I, I actually am the other way. I think this is them finally like listening to the fan base. Like, hey guys, we're getting burnt out on like this stuff you're just tossing out every year. And obviously the games have suffered. I don't think anybody would argue the the point that Vanguard and Cold War weren't as good as like Call of Duty games should be, right? I don't know. Yeah. That, that's my opinion, at least. I really enjoyed Modern Warfare, actually. I thought that was a very welcome like reboot kind of it yeah. wasn't quite a reboot but like you you get what i'm saying yeah i you know modern warfare was good um i didn't care for vanguard but apparently it sold really well i think it was like the it's, highest selling well, uh call of duty game over in europe or something like that so they're somehow still selling really well every year well, dude, which that, i the don't thing understand is, is like they're just so established like madden madden's trash and it sells well every year you know what I mean? There's not, I mean, and look at its competition. Battlefield, dude. They're a fucking <laughs> dumpster fire. So, like, if you want to, if you're a casual gamer and you're looking for, like, a popular FPS, you're going to buy Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no competition. It's just like one of those games, like I said, it's just like Madden. It's going to sell well every year, even though Vanguard didn't sell quite as well as they had hoped. It actually did not meet the expectations. So I think wow. them taking a step back and taking a year off to really polish a game, I think is a direct response from the community. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think I don't think we're gonna come to like bridge the gap here, Carl. I don't believe that the game will be any better after a year because you know, a year sounds like a long time, but in reality, that's not a lot of development time for these uh companies, you know. Because, like, you know, one year of development. Uh, uh, good well, example is Halo a, Infinite. Halo Infinite's a really good example. They delayed the game for a year, which definitely helped the game. But, you know, you said it yourself. It's still lack of content. It's still plagued with a lot of issues. So it, it really didn't really... It didn't make that big of a difference, you know? So, but the way Call of Duty cycles is it's actually a three-year cycle of games. So this will turn into a four-year cycle for that studio. Because they got what, like, it's like Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer, Raven, Infinity War, like, whatever the three companies are actually rotate. So, Treyarch. If, yeah, Treyarch. So, it's a three year cycle that's getting extended. I, I think, you know, I think I'm fingers crossed, you know, like, I, I think everybody enjoys a good Call of Duty as much as we shit on it. You know what I mean? 
So, yeah. <laughs> so let's just let's just keep our fingers crossed that we have a good one coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can agree on that one. I definitely would hope a Call of Duty game could be good, but I think I'm just burnt out on Call of Duty. You know, I there's just so I many better games. Here, yeah, there's just so many uh, more fun uh, tactical games to play out there, and Call of Duty. I, I like to just like run and gun, turn your brain off and kill people. But like, I think I'm just past that point. You know, I'd rather just be more tactical and, you know, use my brain more when playing a video game. I feel that, bro. And I mean, I, I, I really do feel that because like <laughs> Halo, like is very cerebral, especially when you're playing those high rank games. I'm constantly going, where are my teammates? Okay, that means they're spawning over here. That means I'm about to get my shit rocked, basically. is usually what happens in the high rank games. What's just dripping down your face, just trying to think of all the things happening? Yeah, it's it's like um in The Hangover, that meme where Alan's doing all the math in his head before they go into the casino. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, I got two teammates here. I'm spaced out on the left. That means they're spawning in Red Room. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my god, that was a perfect analogy. That was funny. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Well, before we hop into sports, and sports is gonna be juicy this week. I'm really excited to talk about sports this week. Not, I, I have a passion for both sports and gaming, but I usually enjoy talking about the gaming stuff more, to be honest. But sports this week, we have a lot of juicy, juicy meats, uh, to dive it's... into. As my voice cracks. But beforehand, <laughs> like I mentioned, we have a chug that is owed to Matt. Um, oh I'm going to take a gulp of mi vodka. And I don't know if you want to just slam what you got. I mean, that's usually how it works, you know? I'll try. I'll give it the old college try. I'll there see you go, my guy. All right. If... Well, cheers, buddy. Yep. Cheers, everyone. Woo! Ooh, baby. Fish, fish, fish. Fish, fish, fish. My guy. Oh, holding it bad. Oh, guys, drink a Excuse beer too in his life. Yeah, just a little beer skewer too. All righty, so we've had a ton of NFL news, and I don't want to. I don't want to stress on NFL so much because we talk about the NFL every week, but this needs to be talked about. Because yeah. this extends past um, sports, right? So our question of the day, I posed this to you guys in Discord if you saw it. Um, I wanted to let this marinate because it is it is a pretty deep topic. Um, if you had the chance, you go yes or no, I want Deshaun Watson on my team. Are you taking him on your team, Fish? No. No. <laughs> no. Just straight no. Dude, what's your rationale behind it? I, the dude hasn't played for two years. I don't want him on my team. But as far as like the sexual assault cases, like you're you're okay with that, or you're just you're just saying purely on the performance. Like I, I, want I, the I just don't want him on my team altogether. Yeah, I just don't think he's that good of a player. And with all the lawsuits against him, it's just like he's just like a hot topic you know like player you know like i just i don't want to pick him up and like have all that controversy around him you know right i gotcha and for anybody that doesn't know um deshaun watson did have 22 women come out um and accuse him of sexual assault 
that dates back to 2020. That's one of the reasons why he hasn't been playing in the NFL since 2020. Um, on top of just not wanting to be on the Texans, he's demanded to trade. Um, <laughs> these these allegations against him, he did not get indicted with any criminal charge, but they're still taking him to civil court. Um, so that's yeah. where it stands as of right now. He will be back into the NFL, and he will be traded to some team. The leading candidates are actually Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints. I heard the Atlanta Falcons are a player now, as well yeah. as the Cleveland Browns. So as a Cleveland Browns fan, I've been kind of going through this topic, you know, throughout the week, trying to make sense of it in my head. And this is kind of what I came up with, right? When mm-hmm. he was playing, he was a top five quarterback in the league, in my opinion. And I think wow. he still can maintain that performance. So I, purely based on his skill, I would want him. So the next topic is then, right, what are we going to do about the sexual misconduct that um, you know, he's been accused of. So my thing is the fact that, um, 22 people came out with these accusations, right? I'd be hard pressed to say that all 22 are lying, right? I right, think, yeah. I think, you know, at least one out of the 22, something probably happened. This just doesn't pop out anywhere, right? Maybe some people hopped on the bandwagon trying to get a dollar, you know? Yeah. But there's, I don't think there's any way that all 22 of these are, 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 uh, are false or true. Legitimate. Yeah. Um, that being said, he has not been charged with any crimes. Um, and I'm a firm believer that what goes around comes around, whether it be in this life or the next. So that being said, I want him on the Cleveland Browns. And that might wow. be that might be an unpopular opinion, but I think as well, uh, the Cleveland Browns have kind of shot themselves in the foot with this whole situation. So I think if we, I think Baker's gone, and if we don't get Deshaun Watson, we're back in purgatory again. I've been in purgatory my entire fucking life with the Browns. So, so wait, I have a question. I have a question. So you really think Deshaun Watson? can still like compete uh even like after this like two-year hiatus absolutely wow how old is he right now i do deshaun watson's gotta be like on he's under 30 i'll look it up real quick okay so he's he's relatively young right yeah he could potentially be a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years wow okay the other thing too is like 26 if you you, okay 26 there you go exactly so The other thing too is like people want to just like put so much morality behind it, right? There's really no morality in sports, right? <laughs> no, Kobe, not at all. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe Bryant got accused of raping people. Do people talk about that anymore? No, he switched his number and now he's beloved by everyone. Yeah. Um it it's hard to uh especially with, you know, like SA cases and everything. It's hard to like put forth the evidence and everything could the you know like could these allegations be true like potentially yes but like it's all like in the justice system you have to prove through evidence you know like it's like guilty or like uh innocent until proven guilty right so like none of the like all these cases are against him like i don't think there's been any concrete evidence against him to make him guilty right so it's just like it's a hard situation to like 
you know, like wrap your brain around with him and everything. But if what you're saying, like if he's still like worthy of a franchise quarterback for like a decade or so, um, I guess he would be worth picking up. But like that's only after these lawsuits are settled, you know? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm sure that some sort of suspension will be coming from the NFL. Just for wow. like, yeah, but I, I, I don't know what that looks like. You know, I think it's, I think it might look like a four game suspension, but who, I mean, who knows? Like Goodell, like he wakes up and he's like, ah, I'll suspend somebody for the whole entire season or, uh, yeah, I'll give him two yeah, games. Who am I going to fuck this time around? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just kind of going back to the idea that there's no morality in sports, especially the NFL. I mean, dude, like look at you, like Spartan just na- named some off here, Roethlisberger, Zeke, Garen Conley, um, dude, nobody fucking talks about this. Um, Joe Mixon punched the fuck out of somebody when he was at o- Oklahoma, and the university covered it up. I bet half wow. the people in chat never even knew about that. And he's a starting running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like these are a bunch of saints, right? The NFL and a lot of professional sports try to pose these people as role models, I and mean, when in reality. You don't know what these people are about. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, They're human, just like you or I. Right. So don't don't treat them as a role model, right? Treat them as entertainment, which is what they are. I'm gonna root for the Cleveland Browns. I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan. So if it if it makes the Cleveland Browns better, I'm I'm in on it, dude. And like the thing is, is like the NFL is gonna paint Deshaun Watson as a saint a year from now whatever team he lands on i guarantee it because even beforehand I can see that even beforehand he was heavily vol- involved in the houston community and like he was known to be a good guy before these allegations came out right right and they're gonna they're gonna paint that picture for everyone over the next year you know what i mean right yeah like so you you mentioned uh baker mayfield during your uh little rant with uh deshaun what's going on with baker because is he Christ. sticking with <laughs> i know you i know you don't want to talk about it but what the hell's going on with baker and the browns dude i'm gonna have to be on like suicide watch with all the fucking cleveland sports news coming out and then there's a lack <laughs> of halo content <laughs> you're just all heated aren't you this I'm, is Carl's I'm starting heated to week. sweat i'm getting i'm starting to sweat dude last night i started to sweat when i was talking to roger and his younger brother about this i'm starting to sweat again all right i'm i'm exhausted but like these topics get me so enraged i'm ready to go what's my heart rate at right now okay we're at 82 we're good fam um and rising Turn it up a notch but basically baker they made it publicly aware that the browns were going to meet with watson down in houston right okay. and then baker subsequently sent out a message on social media basically his goodbye to cleveland what yeah so what? cleveland now her cleveland usual is fucked <laughs> yep <laughs> this is what's gonna happen all the guys that hated baker are like yeah baker's gone yeah yeah and then so baker's gonna be gone we're going to not end up getting Deshaun Watson. And then what are we going to, we're going to start Nick Mullins at quarterback. No, we're going to trade too much to get Jimmy Garoppolo, which is a bum. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Jimmy Garoppolo is a bum. He handed the ball off 40 times a game for the San Francisco 49ers and made like four completions every game. All right. 
We can argue that. And his completions are to Debo Samuel on the slot. They're not even downfield passes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody's if somebody is like a Baker hater out there, which there's plenty of them, and I'll fight you to the death. If you're arguing for Jimmy Garoppolo as the answer, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's basically where I'm staying where I'm saying. So I just think like if the Browns fail to get Deshaun Watson, we are screwed. I think we have the team around the quarterback position to be successful, especially, you know, with the signing, the trading of Amari Cooper. They're talking about getting Garrett Wilson in the draft. Yeah. yeah. We need a, you need a quarterback. And I think we should have run it back with Baker for a fifth year, but now that's just all gone. So I don't know. Husk is saying Baker to the Colts. Tells us get sweaty smalls. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking moist over here, buddy. Um, so I saw I saw Baker. Um, I saw like he had like one of the he tweeted uh, like a huge like long paragraph about something. I didn't think anything of it. I thought he was just like you know giving his thoughts on something. I didn't think he was actually thinking about leaving Cleveland. But I'm with you. Cleveland kind of like screws themselves trying to like find a franchise quarterback. Like we we trade like really good players. We trade draft picks and everything. Try to find our next franchise quarterback, and like we can't even keep them for like three, four years. It's it's kind of ridiculous at this point. And if Baker's going to be like the next one in line for like failed franchise quarterbacks, I mean, like what the hell are we supposed to do? Like the Browns are effed either way. Yeah, I mean, listen. You can call me a Baker bro all you want. I I will defend Baker. I'm not saying he's... I think he's good. I think he's pretty damn good. He's not, you know, he's not like stellar or anything, but, you know, he's... I think he's good enough to hold his own in the Cleveland Browns, you know? Dude, he... So here's my thing, right? Is he's been inconsistent, and he hasn't been clutch. Which I think a lot of that has to do with the inc- inconsistency of the franchise as a whole. And yeah. I think if he oh, doesn't yeah. make that tackle in week two against the Texas Texan Houston, oh my gosh, Houston Texans, and he doesn't <laughs> mess up his shoulder, we're talking about this completely different. But, right. Um, I I feel like Browns fans are so ready to just throw the talent on Baker, and I my thing is like I think he's a top half of the league quarterback. Can you win a Super Bowl with him? I don't know, but are we really that anxious to go back to being? 0 and 16, 1 and 15 again. My yeah. entire life we've been ass, and I'm not saying I'm settling for mediocrity, but I mean Baker won us a playoff game for the first time in 26 years. I'm 27, so right. My entire <laughs> lifetime we've been ass. So I mean, guys, yeah, put it in a perspective like that. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's my rationale. Is like, yeah, why are we tearing down to the studs again? Potentially, if if this Watson deal doesn't happen. Just block me on Twitter because I'm gonna go off. Okay. Yeah. And so is is um is this is Baker like uh did he just give his thoughts on potentially going to another team or is it like he's actually thinking about transferring or he, getting he traded? Basically, to another he wrote team? a note to Cleveland that he's he's pretty much done. What the? F- you, what is going on? You this is to, bullshit. You have to you have to read it after the podcast. But just to add, salt I should have read it. I should have read it. Adding, I just want to add salt to the wound of all Cleveland fans. All you spoiled pucks in Pittsburgh that have championships or in Boston. I don't even want to hear any of you bitch. I'm sorry. Like this is this is personal over here. 
But now the Cleveland Guardians, which is a dumbass name, we've already talked about that. They're talking about trading our best player, Jose Ramirez, after we just traded Lindor two years ago. So this is the life of a Cleveland fan. I just I don't know what to make of this. It's uh it's it makes my brain hurt thinking about it. I didn't think Baker was gonna leave. You know, I thought you know, last season was pretty good in my eyes. You know, like is what you said, like we won a playoff game and everything. But I didn't think he hated Cleveland that much that he, you know, he's thinking of bigger and better prospects and on another team and everything. So it just, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I just, I just seen a couple of things in chat here. Would Jameis or Mariota not be terrible? I, I mean, I think Jameis has some potential, but even I, I mean, it's like a pivot, right? I don't think Jameis is any better than Baker. I think it's a pivot. We get Derek Carr, it's a pivot. Garoppolo is a pivot. So, like, what's the point in pivoting, right? And when you're going to have to spend. That That's my whole point, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. I mean, so if what we said with, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, I mean, I guess I can uh, take back my opinion on not picking him up, but. If he, if you say he's worthy of a franchise quarterback for the next ten years, I mean, by all means, let's pick him up and get Baker out. If Baker doesn't want to be on the Browns, then he's gonna have a shit season, you know. So I let's pick up Deshaun and see. Let's roll with it from there on out. I hope they. Can, I hope they can. Um, we're already we're already used to having like a thousand quarterbacks, <laughs> so it just it doesn't matter at this point. I got my rant out of the way. I'm good now, guys. Sorry, you had to. I I had to get that off my chest, guys. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. But um, it's back to normal. Polsky says he's gonna hold my hand through the whole thing, so I really appreciate that. I, I, I not only Girl, need your hand support group. Yeah, I I not only need your hand. I might need a shoulder to cry on as well, if you're willing to offer that. Or maybe if you hold my hand, I can use Undead's shoulder to cry on. Um. Anyways, guys, on a brighter note. We have March Madness starting tomorrow. Um, we are getting a bracket going within the Sandlot. If anybody wants to join in, this you got to get it in tonight because it's starting tomorrow. March Madness is so much fun if you guys haven't done it. It literally requires no skill at all because it's all based on luck. Um, but yeah, so the first round starts tomorrow. The first round will carry in through the 17th to the 18th, eventually into the championship game April 4th. Um, have you had a chance to fill out a bracket yet, Fishy? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, honestly, I completely forgot about March Madness. <laughs> okay, well, good thing I dropped... I've been I, a little busy the past couple weeks, few weeks. Good thing I dropped the uh, the link for you in Discord. If anybody's there looking for it, it's under the announcements in Discord. There's a link right there um, to join the Sandlot March Madness. But yeah, it's, it's a great thing, man. Like I said, it, it's so much fun and... The fact that it starts on St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, I, I can't guarantee I'm going to be around for Throwback Thursday tomorrow, guys. It's going to be 70 degrees in Cleveland. We haven't had 70 degrees in Cleveland in a minute. So I'll be out doing some St. Patrick's drinking, watching March Madness. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to get back for the Throwback Thursday stream, but we'll see. Um, can, you do, uh, can you do the bracket on the Sleeper app on our phones? That's actually Is that where, what you're doing? Yeah, that's where I got the bracket at currently. Okay, um, all right, easy then. I'll fill it out tonight then. I, yeah, I got to mix it around a little bit, but I'm thinking that uh, that Duke might might make a good run just since it's Coach K's last year, and they already lost wow. the UNC. So 
I got that's kind of what I got going right now, but we'll see. Oil Chicago is winning. I yeah, I don't know Tusky. I actually <laughs> sister sister Jean. I actually tweeted out the other day. I was like, is Sister Jean still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, is, is she still kicking? She's still kicking, baby. Wow, good for her. She has to be at least ninety. I I have no idea, but I yeah, you saw my tweet the other day. I was like. The nun from Loyola is still kicking. <laughs> it was literally what it was going to decide whether or not I picked Loyola to win. <laughs> right. <laughs> the sister Jean's still around, and then that's definitely a dub. Yeah. But, oh, uh, that's funny. She's, she's 102. 102. Holy shit. No shot. What the hell? Yeah, Loyola's going all the way. I'm with Tusky on this one. She's got the power of Jesus flowing through her veins. Yeah. She she <laughs> doesn't even have blood in her veins. It's just holy water. It's the body of Christ. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Well, yeah, guys, hop into the March Madness tournament with us. Some more basketball news. We actually have had an insane month in the NBA, and we're only 16, 16 days in. So about halfway through March, and the scoring in the NBA lately has been insane. I don't know if it's just these teams like tuning up for their playoff runs or what, but roughly with 10 to 15 games left in the season, we've had the highest number of 50-point games in a month in the last 60 years. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, yeah dude. So I'll, Holy I'll, just, crap. I'll name some of them here. You had Kyrie with 60 points against the Magic uh, on Tuesday, which was a franchise record, actually. Carl Anthony Towns dropped 60 on the Spurs. Kevin Durant dropped 53 on the Knicks. LeBron dropped 56 on the Warriors. Jason Tatum dropped 54 points on the Nets. Kyrie dropped 50 on the Hornets. And LeBron dropped 50 on the Wizards. So if anybody's looking for a time to get into the NBA... Um, now that we're kind of out of football season, MLB's delayed, you're f- looking for a reason to watch sports. The NBA scoring has been insane, and I think these teams are really priming up for the playoffs, man. It's a good time to, to watch some basketball. Yeah, we got, like, we got like a couple more weeks of basketball before the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think, you know, with 10 to 15 games left, what, we probably have, you know, two, three weeks, something like that. I don't know when the playoffs yeah, actually start. But um, out of like some of these teams these guys play for, which team do you think has a legitimate chance at a title? So obviously you have Kyrie on here twice and Katie on here once. They're both playing for the Brooklyn Nets. Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. you know, Timberwolves. LeBron on here twice with the Lakers. And then you have Tatum on here once with the Celtics. I mean, out of these teams, which one do you think has a legitimate chance at winning a title this year? Honestly, I think the Lakers. Lakers have been looking really good lately. Yeah, I, you know, like Brian. I hate is to say of, it. I hate to say it, you know, because of LeBron and everything, but they are looking really good. It's that time of the year, you know, where Brian starts kicking into playoff mode, but I think they are like currently a play in team. So now that the NBA is doing the play in games, I think the Lakers are the first play in team. So they need to figure things out quick because LeBron, I don't think at his age, here I go doubting LeBron, what a stupid thing to say, but I don't know if he can sustain, (laughs) I don't know if he can sustain a run like this throughout the entire playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, Obviously we've seen him do it for a series against the Warriors 
multiple years in a row. But the fact that he's got to do this in the regular season, I think, hurts their postseason chances. Um, you I think so? Really? I think if you got to like really start burning burning gas like that, you know, in the regular season, you can't save your body for the post. You know, I mean, 82 games in a regular season is, isn't no joke, you know? If yeah, you, but I mean, it's what well, well, you said. You got like two or three more weeks until they start. So, I, I mean, I think they're, they I think they want to like make the playoffs is what I'm saying. You know, they're, they're a playing right. team right now. So I don't think LeBron's slowing down until he gets into the playoffs. So like he's, he might be like burning fumes right now. Whereas other teams, you know, like the Suns or some of the other teams higher up in the West are on a cruise control a little bit. You know, they're they're getting ready for the playoffs while the Lakers are actually trying to make it. Oh, I see what you're saying now. You see uh, what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I see what you're, uh, you never count LeBron out, like obviously, but yeah, I, so I'm trying to like think because um. I think that I think they definitely will be playoff contenders. I mean, like LeBron, we we said it before, but LeBron is definitely a, a playoff like championship kind of guy. You know, like we said it, like he always ramps up towards the end of the season just so he makes the playoffs. So it's it's definitely he wants to like make those big impact games just so his team is sitting pretty for you know like the you know like after the season ends and everything. Right. I mean. If I had to pick one team out of this group here, I I have to go with the Nets. I that's kind of like a cop out, you know. But with Kyrie and KD, like they don't even have to play defense; they can just outscore people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Realistically. What about so, the Warriors, though? What do you think about the Warriors? Um. So I mean, no one in, on this list was from the Warriors, but the Warriors are looking nice. I think the Warriors are primed to make a run as well. Like. Clay Thompson was in a slump for a while, but he's been turned on lately. I think he dropped like 38 the other night. So yeah, not, not, really good. not enough to make this list, but the Warriors are definitely starting to click again. And even yep. and even Draymond came out and said, you know, like they're going for a title this year. So, okay, okay. I like to see it. I mean, he's a big mouth, but he's the heart and soul of that team. And I think he's got <laughs> I think he's got some like validity to what he's saying, obviously, because they've been there before. Oh, um, yeah. And it seems like they're clicking at the right time. So we'll see. And the West hasn't been nearly as tough as it usually is. The Eastern Conference has actually switched over to more of the powerhouse conference nowadays. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Unfor- unfortunately for the Cavs, <laughs> which I believe are sitting <laughs> at the sixth seed right now, we'd have to take on the 76ers the first round, I believe, Oof. as it currently stands. And they're playing them tonight. Um, and the latest update I got was they're down 72 to 59 at halftime. Joel Embiid is oh, no. borderline front runner for MVP. So hopefully the Cavs can dodge that bull and not have to play them in the first round. But we'll see. <laughs> I don't think that we'll get that lucky. <laughs> Vince is saying that you can see the Bulls making a run. I could see that, but I don't know if they have enough star power to really take on some of the big dogs like the Bucks and Nets. Um, but we'll see. Polsky saying Kyrie's got the best handles in the NBA. There's no doubt about it. That's one of the things I loved most about watching him on the Cleveland Cavaliers before, like, Kyrie's crazy, all right? The guy thinks the world's (laughs) flat. He's insane. Um, Yeah, he does. (laughs) But, yeah, Polsky, exactly what you're saying. Watching Kyrie handle basketball is literally so cool. Like, he's the guy I always love playing with in 2K 
because you could just like drop people and then like cush a three. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just so much yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, I mean the NBA has been crazy. Good time to get back in with it. He's um, young bloods never learned. <laughs> I love me some Uncle Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Drew is solid, bro. No doubt. <laughs> but yeah, good time to hop back into the NBA. Um, with these teams priming for their playoff runs, 10 to 15 games left for each team in the season here. Um, we do have a little bit more NFL news. I think I actually talked to Frint about this, uh, the episode that you missed. But surprise, Tom Brady's back. I know Tink oh is really God. thrilled about this. Um, I don't <laughs> think she's ever been happier in her life. Really? But, yeah, T- Tink is a huge Tom Brady fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard her say it herself. <laughs> yeah, so she's really excited for Tommy to be back. Um, <laughs> I think she actually keeps a, a, a poster of Tom Brady on her ceiling, like right above her bed. Yeah, I heard um, that too. So I know she's she's really excited to have him back. Yeah, um, and a little shrine in her closet too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, wakes up every day, blesses the poster before she even brushes, brushes her teeth, you know? But yeah, so Brady's back. Obviously, the Bucks are now an- another front runner to win the NFC this year. Um, yeah. Who do you think is going to make it out of the NFC this year? Like, there's there's a lot of good teams. You know, Rams just won the Super Bowl. Do you think they run it back? Do you think the Bucks get some revenge this year and make it back to another Super Bowl? Who are you taking in the NFC this year? I mean, if Brady's coming back, I mean, definitely the Bucks. Are you kidding me? Easily the Bucks. Brady Brady literally uh went to the Bucks and then got a got a championship his first season there. So I wholeheartedly believe he could do it again. Yeah, I mean I, I could see that for sure. Um I think I'm gonna stick with the Rams just because the chemistry between Stafford and Cooper Cup is literally immaculate. Yeah, um, and the Rams def- are really good too. And the defense is ju- going to be just as good as they were. It sounds like Von Miller is primed to sign back with them again. Um, so, I mean, I got to go with the Super Bowl champions. That might be another cop-out, but I'll take the Rams. We'll see what happens. But I did have a list of things that la- lasted longer than Tom Brady's 41-day retirement. I just wanted to go through real quick. Um, so the MLB lockout this year was longer than Tom Brady's retirement. Uh, the MLB lockout was 99 days. Kim Kardashian's marriage to Chris Humphreys was longer than Tom Brady's retirement, and that was 72 days. Uh, Home Alone, uh, the first Home Alone was number one in the box office for 84 days. Um, how, <laughs> it takes longer to grow kale than uh, Tom Brady's retirement. Brett Favre's retirement was longer. Brett Favre actually made it 150 days. Good for him. Yeah, um, yeah. The accepted time to perfectly dry an aged steak is 45 days. The lifespan of a housefly is longer than Tom Brady's retirement at 60 days. <laughs> uh, Somebody pull it out all the obscure facts for this one. <laughs> how, how good is this list? Shout, so out, shout out SB Nation for this list, by the way. Oh um, my God, that's funny. The Party Rock Anthem by LMAFO was number one for 62 days. Jamarcus Russell's holdout after being drafted by the Raiders was longer than Tom Brady's retirement at 60 days. 
the entire TV run of Why the Last Man, I don't even know what that is, was longer. That's 67 days. Uh, the 2007-08 Writers Guild strike was 98 days. And, oh my the, God. <laughs> and the last one on here is very obscure as well. The gestation period of a porcupine was <laughs> is longer than Tom Brady's retirement uh, at 112 days. Good. <laughs> so thank you very much, SP Nation, for that list. That was immaculate. Um, but yeah, I found that and I figured that's something we had to go over. Um yeah. as far as Tom Brady coming back out of retirement. Dude, you can't even call it a retirement. What a, a month and a half? That's not a retirement. That's indecision right there. So it's <laughs> Uh, I'm glad Brady's back. Like, I, I didn't think that he was actually going to retire, but it's, yeah, that he didn't retire. He he really didn't retire. I think he just wanted more news buzz around him. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, no kidding. The, all the memes are coming out, too. It's like, it took you 41 days to realize that you didn't actually want to be a parent <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> uh Delsus is right, though. I did call this. Um, I told Frint, because I believe it was Frint I had this conversation with, that I go, I don't think Tom Brady's going to stay retired because it was one of the the prop bets that I saw when I was looking for the spreads for the week, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had one for Tom Brady. I go, I don't think he's going to do it. And and Frint's like, oh, no, he's going to stay retired. I mean, naturally, whatever Frint says is wrong, so. So, Yeah, naturally. Naturally. He probably <laughs> Brady probably wasn't even planning on coming out of retirement, and then he saw that Frint said he was going to stay in retirement, and just like, nah, dude. You know oh I mean? yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. He definitely saw that. <laughs> Vince said he's doing it because of Schefter, because Schefter reported it before he actually retired. <laughs> That'd be the most like petty thing ever, and I love every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, yeah. we actually had another big surprise in the NFL this week. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with defensive end Randy Gregory, but Tuesday morning, the Dallas Cowboys tweeted out, Randy Gregory staying in Dallas. The defensive end has agreed to terms on a new five-year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, baby. Guess what happened like an hour later? <laughs> Enlighten me. The Denver Broncos tweeted out a GIF where it says, surprise, the Denver Broncos actually signed Randy Gregory. So Randy <laughs> Gregory did a big old, <clears throat> and who else to yeet than the Cowboys? Absolutely love it. America's team can wipe my ass. Um, oh, yeah. So I was like, dude, this has got to be the biggest like yeet in sports that I can think of in a while. Does anything come to mind, like as far as athletes completely, like dicking down a team like this? Uh, Johnny Manziel. That's an easy one. <laughs> well, fair enough. But I'm thinking more in, in the context of uh, telling a team they're going to sign and then just like going somewhere else. Like oh, it doesn't ha- it doesn't happen that often. But I have one in mind from my childhood that sticks out very significantly. Yeah, you're going to have to tell because I, I definitely can't think of one like that. I gotcha. Um, so Vince actually mentioned Anthony Barr. I'm not familiar with the Anthony Barr situation. You have to elaborate on that one. And I'll elaborate on the one I'm thinking of. 
is Carlos Boozer, when I was a kid, power forward for the Cavs, said he was going to re-sign with the Cavs, and a week later yeeted us, and we went inside and went the Bulls. I think oh, it was the, no. I believe it was the Bulls. It was either the Bulls or the Jazz. I'm pretty sure it was the Bulls, but that one hit home, so that one always stuck with me. And that's immediately what I thought of when I heard about this. But this happened in the same day, which is absolutely brutal. Yeah, that's got to be so damn embarrassing for the Cowboys because they, they came up with like a whole poster and everything and tweeted it out on their social media. And then just like later on in the day, it's like, nope, going to the Broncos. <laughs> um, so Delzis was asking how that even happened. Um, so basically you can make a verbal agreement, but you can't actually sign pen to paper until like a certain time on tuesday when it hit is when i i don't know if it was like noon on tuesday or whatever when people could actually sign so he basically Uh. gave a verbal commitment and then went back on it same kind of thing where vince is saying with anthony anthony Barr, he was a a reportedly going to sign with the jets and then the next day he was back with the vikings turned on a bigger contract with the jets too to actually play with the vikings again oh okay all right um and then going back to something that polsky had mentioned as well um, this is going back to Brady a little bit, but right before Tom Brady came back out of retirement, somebody bought his last touchdown ball for like $580,000. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I don't think that ball has been returned. I think that guy is SOL. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, my God. Like half a milli, which is absolutely wild. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think once you buy, you're kind of – you're kind of stuck with it, right? I don't think that has a return oh, yeah. policy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yours. If Brady uh, actually retired, I mean, that ball probably would have gone up in value over the years. But now that he's going back to the NFL, I mean, that guy royally got screwed with that purchase. So uh, it sucks to be him right now, I'll tell you that. If I was that dude, I would just give myself a swirly. I just dunk my head in the toilet and like take the football and just flush like hit the hit the now like the you know like a little pedal thing. I can, what the fuck am I looking for here? You know the little, 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 little no the little pedal. Th- I, the I'm not following you. The flusher the titty. Fl- the handle. Yeah, dude, sixty <laughs> percent. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> Sometimes our brains are so massive that it's the simple things that get us. Yeah, v- Vince is Vince is on that similar vibe. You go, I go full toaster in the bath. <laughs> I would just fi- oh, file for bankruptcy at that point because it's just like, oh my god, you are financially screwed because of that one purchase. That is, that just it just sucks to be that guy. Plain and simple. That's all I can say. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get on to our uh, our bets for the week. We'll give her a little Hell recap yeah. from last week. So we had the first one. Um, Goon, Goon joined <laughs> us again last week for, for the bets. So the yeah. first one we had was Toronto, Toronto FC versus Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew was favored by a goal and a half. They won, but they only won by one goal. So your boy, your boy took the L on that one. Uh, and Fish and Goon got that one. Next one yeah, was... Maybe. Yeah, next one was Counter-Strike, Epic Dudes versus Big Academy. Big Academy won. Uh, Fish got that one. Oh, baby, I'm insane. I know, you're just a beast. 
<laughs> uh, next, we had the Nuggets versus the Kings. We all put, picked the Nuggets. The Nuggets indeed win, did win that game. Easy. Next, we had the Canadians, which were favored by a point and a half against the Canucks. The Canucks actually won that game. Fish got that one again. And then... Maybe. Was that NHL? I don't even remember what that was. Yeah, that's NHL. <laughs> proved, uh, yeah, proves how much strategy goes into betting. This guy's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, who will play better at the Players' Championship? We had Our three choices we could choose from were Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, and Rory McIlroy. I was the only one to pick Dustin Johnson, and he indeed outbeat the other ones. So our current standings for the bets in March, guys, is Smalls at two and three, Fish at four and one, Chat at two and three. So at this point in the stream, guys, go ahead and get ready to join in on the raffle. I still haven't extended the time. That's my bad. Giving you a heads up right now. You're going to have 30 seconds to join on in. So I'm going to drop that in the chat right now if you want a chance to Punish most likely me again, because that's just the way things are going. Um, join on in and pick some bets with us this week. 30 seconds on the clock now. Exclamation point join. There we go. Easy. Dude, I will say for the PGA one, uh, none of the people that we picked did really good during the tournament. It was just that Dust- Dustin Johnson did better than Spieth and McElroy. Right. <laughs> what it came down to i think i think mcroy was like 25th in the rankings or something and johnson was just a little bit ahead of him all right congratulations that was us you are the one taking on bets with us this week the first nice. the first prompt that we have for this week with march madness starting in the first round of march madness will a top three seed get upset is it just like straight yes or no Straight yes or no. So there's, you know, so there's four different like parts of the March Madness bracket, right? So yeah. this would consist of twelve teams, one, two, three seed in each side of the bracket. Yeah. Do yeah. any of them get upset if they're a top three seed? Oh, I mean, when he's put it like that, yeah. Okay. I was originally gonna say no, but yeah, no, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna go with no. Actually, I don't think. I mean, it's definitely could happen, but I think top three seeds will take care of business, but we'll see. Um, the next one I have is an MLS matchup, soccer. For you, Fish, it's soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, what the hell is MLS? We got Inter-Miami Football Club versus the Cincinnati Football Club. Cincinnati is favored by half a goal. So basically, whoever wins... You're just picking whoever wins. So you're taking Cincinnati or Miami, Delzas and Fish. On Cincy, baby. Taking Cincy. Uh-huh. Delzas with Cincy also. Okay, well, if you guys are both taking Cincy, I guess I'll take Miami, and this is why Smalls loses every month. <laughs> uh, hey, I don't pick the front runners every week, okay? I, I, I do some spicy picks, and they turn out well. I know, I know. I got you, bro. Um, Next one up, we have a rugby match happening on March 17th, which is Tamura. Um, we have the Melbourne Storm, which are favored by seven and a half points versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Rabbitoh? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, right? 
So are you going with the Melbourne Thorn or the South Sydney? Oh God, I don't even know. I mean, just, I'll go with the Melbourne Melbourne Storms. I, okay. I I literally don't even know how rugby is played, so I just it's pure guess at that point. I know very little about rugby. I've watched it and I enjoy watching it, but I don't really know what's going on. I don't understand what how the game is played. Like he throws the ball at the ground, then he hits it, but then he doesn't. It's like baseball, but kickball at the same time. So I I don't know. I don't want to learn rugby. I gotcha. So we got the Melbourne Storm, who are favored by seven and a half points versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Rabbit O H S. Yeah. Rabbitohs. I, I don't know what mascot that is. I'm kind of afraid of it. I'm gonna go the storm with you. I don't know what a rabbit o is. I don't even want to look that up. I feel like it's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> For sure. Um, so Del, just let me know where you're going on with that one. Uh next up. It looks spooky. He does he did say it looks spooky. Um But yeah, let me know which one you're taking with that, Delzis. Next up we have the NASCAR Cup series, which is happening the eighteenth this weekend. Is that the that's Friday. There we go. Yeah. Um so I just picked the top five odds wise um favorites for the event. In this order, they are favored Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Kyle Bush. Denny Hamlin and William Byron. I'm going with Kyle Bush because big fan of Bush Light. I know nothing about NASCAR, but good reasoning. I like Bush Light. I'm gonna go Chase Elliott because uh, I definitely heard of him before. Okay, that's uh, that's my only that's my only reasoning. All right. <laughs> I'm going to copy and paste these names in chat here for you, Delzis, and you can pick one. This is for the NASCAR championship. Napalm, are you familiar with NASCAR? Who you t- who are you taking just for the fun of it, man? I'm going with Kyle Busch. I know my, uh, my one friend invited me to go watch like a, a NASCAR championship or whatever but i just like i couldn't go his family had like a whole camper and everything they're gonna post up in the middle of the track and watch it i was kind of mad i didn't get to see it yeah it's definitely like on my bucket list of things to do i want to go to the indy 500 i heard it's just like you just like especially if you have like a, a camper and you get to park in the middle you just sit in the middle you just get hammered all day long yeah that's, that's what, basically it that's what brian was saying he's like i barely even watched the race i was in the pit partying <laughs> yeah, that's right. i forgot he went to one of those <laughs> yeah you, see, you said it was awesome though um but yeah so then the the last one we have on here is Celtics versus Warriors. Warriors are favored by two points. They play tonight at 10-10 Eastern Standard Time. Both, mm. both teams I hate. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. Oh, I'm going to go Celtics. Let's go Celtics. Yeah, let's do it. So, okay, you're going with Celtics? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I hate both these teams, so it's like hard for me to even pick one. It's the lesser of the two evils. Is it though? Like, I feel like the Celtics are more historically a bunch of bitches than the Warriors, but more recently, like, I can't stand the Warriors. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't like my pick, but you gotta choose one of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Warriors. It's <laughs> gagging. Um. So yeah, so Delzis, you're going with Kyle Busch for NASCAR. Who are you taking in the NBA? Celtics or Warriors? Well, yeah, try trying to keep it a little bit diverse. You know, we got uh, we got March Madness, MLS, rugby, NASCAR, and basketball. That's a pretty good mix up, huh? Cover all, cover our, cover all of our bases here. You know. Yeah, man, our spreads for every week are just absolutely absurd. Well, I'm trying to keep keep it interesting, you know. Yeah, I'm no, actually... I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's it's just the fact that it's like, oh, you want to bet on MLS? I was just like, I don't even know who the hell these teams are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. Um, Mama, Mama's going to the Warriors. Copy your pick for the last one. Okay. He's going with the Warriors as well. Wow. All right, man. 37. We are closing in on 50, buddy. Yeah, we're getting there. I can't wait. I got. I'm a, I, I want to actually map it out, see what day like episode 50 falls on. Oh, it's definitely going to be a minute before we reach there. 13 what weeks. Would you, what do you think? It's like, so it's like summer? Three months from now. So it's like end of June. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's definitely coming up then. Yeah, it's not too far out, man. Really excited. You know, that actually might be right around E3 time, which will be exciting. Oh, shit. That would be sick if they lined up, uh, like, like side by side. That would buff so hard. We could do our E3 predictions. Absolutely, man. But as always, guys, thank you for being here. Um, Additionally, guys, supporting us on our platforms for the podcast would be huge we do have the when world's cloud youtube page up um as well as you know being available on spotify google podcast apple podcast following um listening to those podcasts on those platforms as well as giving a rating for the podcast all that stuff is huge um we got all kinds of content coming to the youtube page so go ahead and check that out much love as always. Episode 37. Can I get a cheers, Mr. Fisherman? Oh, yes, sir. Let me grab it real quick. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, chat. Cheers, cheers Carl. Chat. Much love, guys. Cheers, Fishy. Episode 37.